0: you know, baby. Fists of fail. Are we watching another Miami Connection today? Is, is this another New York Ninja or... I'm trying to think, Samurai Cop. I'm trying to think of all the movies that have suddenly entered the... So bad as Good stratosphere. Um, and in that movies have been... That were filmed and and maybe released way back when are suddenly being discovered or finally being distributed now. Is this one of those? Is Blood and Steel one of those?
1: I don't know. That's what a rhetorical talking? question. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I, this is an interesting one. So, Blood and Steel. This came out on DVD last year. 2023. Oh boy, 2024. I'm going to hate saying that, as all people do in the new year, but this came out last year under the boutique DVD label, I believe it's SRS Cinema. They picked this up and it was originally filmed in 1990 by one gentleman doing almost all the titles, wearing many, many of the hats, Mark Sweatlands. And it's interesting because I don't think this was lost in the way that uh, New York Ninja was lost where they only had the films, they had the the film reels, they didn't have a shot list, they didn't have the audio, and uh, I believe it's Vinegar Syndrome, had to try and painstakingly put it all together. This looks like it's the final product as the director intended, but it just never, I don't believe it ever went anywhere into cinemas, maybe in the local cinemas in Buffalo, where I believe the creator is from. And then from there, just disappeared, you know, just fell off the face of the earth until somebody somewhere from SRS discovered it, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's regardless of however it was distributed or not distributed. I'm sure... SRS, they they saw this and they were like, okay, well, folks really love uh, this genre, this, this genre film now. So, like, let's, let's see if this is one of those that could eventually turn into a cult classic, right? Especially those who, people like us, who just love, just eat this stuff up. Uh, after watching it, I think I had a better time watching this with you. Watching this a second time by myself. I mean, this is always going to be the case, right? Watching so bad as good m- media by yourself is never going to be as fun as watching it with a couple of folks just cackling at it together. But um, no, I, I feel like it's not quite there, but there are some enjoyable things in the movie which we will talk about and some commendable things, actually, um, that I could probably dive into a little bit deeper, especially given that this is in the martial arts sphere, this is a
1: more specifically this is a bruceploitation Bruce. <laughs> movie
0: <laughs> yep it's wow. a bruceploitation film yep um very uh very on the nose but uh i mean okay let, let, let's talk about the story before we got, dive into that a little deeper the movie is very simple in that aspect it's about a man mark sweatland you know you know the director producer writer and starring mark swetland uh mark swetland's sister is killed and mark is trying to figure out why and how it happened but also uh somehow gets involved with drugs big drug operation
1: because why not
0: right because yeah because that's yeah you have to elevate the stakes zero you know of course of course that's how you have a movie um yeah very simple story that's not why you're watching this movie you're in it for as action heads you're in it for one reason terrible dialogue terrible (laughs) terrible dialogue in this movie um i don't know zero like what are your thoughts like from a so bad as good standpoint
1: this is not a So Bad It's Good film,
0: in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
1: It has all the trappings and all the potential sell words that you would hope when yeah. looking for a So Bad It's Good gem. You found out this was released long ago and then got buried. Somebody dug it back up. It, this is a vanity project, but actually, I don't really think it's so vain. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be by... ...one person doing a lot of the heavy lifting... ...in terms of doing many of the multiple aspects... ...that come into the filmmaking process. But there are... ...I feel only a certain... ...there are only certain moments... ...where it feels like somebody... ...or he himself wrote it so that... It, it, ...he sounds like this menacing presence on screen. And mm-hmm. if you think of something like maybe... Um, ...I don't know, like, like a Neil Breen film or Steven Seagal film where people are just spewing dialogue about how great the main character is, how they're wanted because of their skills from the CIA, the FBI, you know, Navy SEALs, everybody wants this person on their team because of how special he is. (laughs) And we don't get that kind of cheesy dialogue here, oddly enough. It's pretty straightforward. But in terms of So Bad It's Good, Um, it might feel like that because this is shot on 16 millimeter and it Uh has a low budget feel because this literally is a low budget. This is a, I would say this is more a passion project Hmm. than a vanity project. And so the so bad, it's good stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's bad, really. I think it's actually pretty commendable what the director and star was able to do it's just that you can tell he doesn't have the best screenwriting talents or Or acting acting, chops or acting chops i mean it's it's there i mean if anything he's the best actor surprisingly in this whole thing (laughs) everybody else cannot act to save their dear lives
0: you, you you know that this is just either the local theater troupe or maybe it, i can't even put it give them that much credit i'm assuming that this is just a bunch of friends it's friends oh family. It, this
1: must most definitely be friends <laughs> family neighbors
0: uh huh,
1: random people on the street
0: <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, i'm sure like The main bad guy, who is the drug lord... uh, like uh, I guess he's kind of the drug lord. I don't really know what his... He's like the construction lead, I guess. Uh, He must be like the main character's... The the lead actor's uncle or something like that. He just... Everything seems like they... Everyone in the movie, including the girlfriend character... Is probably just like real life... uh, analogous to like people he knows like that's probably his real girlfriend
1: that's what i was (laughs) assuming that's his real girlfriend that's his boss (laughs) or like his his uncle or just Mm -hmm. some sort of relation to the character and hey listen when you're Mm -hmm. making a small project like this yes you need all the help you can get it is very difficult to make a film yes and the fact that he is doing so much of it is Mm -hmm. just kind of interesting and i think what's really fascinating about this movie is when you have these passion projects, you can see where the creator might be really excited and really happy to do this. But the outcome in what they're trying to do falls flat. <laughs> and yeah. I think what's really fun about this movie is it's clear that Mark Sweatland loves Bruce Lee. It's so evident and it's so evident. What makes he's... you say that, Zero? I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that. it's I don't know if it's the yellow jumpsuit or if it's the mannerisms. The mannerisms? But yeah, the guy might like Bruce Lee, I would yeah, say. just a little bit. Yeah. I would say idolizes
0: you might have <laughs> heard of him.
1: Yeah. Possibly heard of him. But yes, no, it's it's impressive that you have a fan who is also a martial artist who who loves, you know, his idol or his admirer, Bruce Lee, and is able to take the Bruce Lee mannerisms and the famous moves and choreography sets Mm -hmm. and not just blatantly steal it one for one. I think he does a really interesting remix Mm -hmm. of all the things that you know that Bruce Lee has made visually popular in his films, and he puts it into Buffalo, New York, and (laughs) with his little low budget, he takes all the things that you're familiar with and somehow makes this interesting mashup of more sweatlands take on bruce lee movies
0: yeah that's a you can definitely see especially if you've seen uh, all if not all most of the fight scenes from the rest of Bruce Lee's catalog, you know, where this movie is drawing inspiration from. It's not really ripping off. Sometimes it's, it's like, okay, that's straight up the exact choreography, but yes, remix is a good way to describe it. It, He does change it up just enough to kind of make it, make it his own, changes the scenario, changes the environment just a little bit, changes little variables so that you, you know that like, there's not a one-to-one, you know, rip off of uh, Bruce Lee's material. But I'd say that this film, yes, like uh, I guess by definition, you would you call a vanity project, but it's not really. Yeah, you know, like you're right, it's not it's not very vain. This is straight up just a home video. It's like <laughs> you know, this one of those independent films that uh, independent film. <laughs> oh God, what am I talking about? Like there's one of those films that you made as a passion project like you said when you were young. Very young, and you're trying to like you know you're a child, and you're you know you're you're trying to you know emulate the latest Indiana Jones film, and you're, you're everyone made that when they had their own VHS you know, um, you know, uh, equipment, right? You Just made your own film that way. This has that feel, except the main actor is in his twenties, <laughs> and that's the well, only and he, difference here. And he has kind
1: of a budget.
0: I mean, there's kind of, yeah. there's
1: gore. There's guns, there's different locations. I mean, yes, he's probably just shooting around mm-hmm. the hometown, but the guy because of the 16 millimeter aspect and because you get the film grain and whatnot, it feels like this could have been a super low budget film that was in the grindhouse theaters. No yeah
0: <laughs> That's what we need to. We need to watch this in the theater. so that way I can not understand the dialogue. In a much bigger... <laughs> on a much bigger screen. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had to turn on the subtitles for this. Some of yeah. some of the sound mixing is not good, unfortunately. But, mm-hmm. again, low budget. I'm exactly. not going to fault any of that. Because nobody cares about this story. But I do kind of want to touch on it a little bit. Because I kind of don't understand the, the more detailed version of this story. Okay. okay so... Okay. He wants revenge because his sister gets killed. Yes. His sister cool. his um, his girlfriend reiterates to Mark that the sister had a camera that actually they actually took pictures of a bunch of a men, of a bunch of men who were trying to sexually assault them. And they got they got the camera back and now she's going to develop the film. Now one of the guys who was going to sexually assault him is somehow working for this drug dealer?
0: Yeah, and any that, more that, than this.
1: That's what that's where the whole thing kind of falls apart oh. for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, we're we're still in that territory where it's very early on in the movie so we don't we can't mention anymore. but uh after that it it definitely feels a lot more spoilery um so it kind of depends on like if you want to talk about it right now or not zero um but yes let's just say for now that you're right there's a lot of chain of events that have to happen and i i know i watched this with you and watching a second time in preparation for this episode i was like wow i didn't realize i forgot how how many uh, would you would you call them coincidences oh so many so
1: many coincidences (laughs) happen because
0: uh yeah i
1: mean i think we can go into a little bit
0: sure a little bit more yeah
1: yeah because so he the the person in the in the picture who is associated with the drug lord actually dies and mark sweatland goes to his dojo because that guy ran the dojo but then they're like Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't work here anymore because he died. And he's like, "Yeah, but we the your fight scenes." He's so. like, "You're lying. I want the truth." And he beats up everyone yep. in the dojo. And at first, I was thinking, "Wow, this guy's a dick." He didn't He did not listen to the fact that these guys didn't know where this person is because he's dead, essentially. <laughs> but then, what ends up happening is, after beating up everybody, Mark Swetland goes, "All right, well, they're all wrong. I'm gonna now rummage in the office of this dojo." And then he finds documents that say like a drop off. Well, I got to go check this out, and he checks it out, and it actually turns out that the, that the random documents he founds are linked back to the drug lord. It's just it's too coincidental.
0: So, so many coincidences, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And and I mean that's everything you explain sounds really complicated. And watching the movie, it, it's like it's not complicated as you're watching the film, but the fact that it takes so many loops uh just to ultimately culminate to the same simple premise which is like oh there's bad guys who want to stop the main (laughs) main character from stopping their operation that's really as simple as that gets and then there's there's this uh this other big baddie like uh who is introduced halfway through the movie? Uh, the character's name is Steiner. He is supposed to be like the big menace that uh, you know, like physically speaking, uh, that the main character will have to go against. And you think that like, oh, this is going to uh, end with an epic fight between the two. And then there's like another guy that gets introduced. Like, wait, 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 wait. There's another guy. Oh no! Wait, Steiner is the wait. Steiner is the last guy, right? Then then there's the first guy. <laughs> whatever the, the point i'm trying to make is that they made two characters when it should have just been one no 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 they needed
1: two because uh, he, I, uh, I mean we can't really ruin it he fight he fights someone at the end who is the final boss yes and that that person needs to be the final boss because of how they connected into the whole story it it it's I, cathartic for how mark deals with this person and i'm probably just giving it away by saying that but yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's there but but what happens is um mark beats up everybody in the dojo and the person who runs the dojo says like oh you should hire a third party so that we no longer need to be involved and so they have a, I guess like a hitman <laughs> come in, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's technically that second adversary you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I still, again, you're right. Like I can't talk about this anymore without spoilers. But yeah, I feel like that he's still that hitman, and whatever. Like they could, all could have been the same character. That's that's just the, how I felt. You're right. I also, yeah,
1: they 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 could have been. But whatever. We're not we're not here to script yeah. doctor this because it's this is not what it's about.
0: This is this is what this movie's all about. Zero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's, it's, it's funny because not only does this have Bruce, you know, very obvious nods to Bruce Lee, uh, and his infamous fight scenes, but it actually does have action in its own. And I think this is where this is the worst part of the movie for me, I guess, because, because of the budget. So, um, There is a motorcycle chase scene and admirable considering it's a low budget film. It's a bunch of guys around train tracks riding riding their their mopeds around, chasing each other. It's filmed nicely, but because it's so low budget, they can't really do anything too crazy with it. So it Mm -hmm. ultimately winds up just being a literal motorcycle chase and... (laughs) It's, you know, it's just, it's just, it it is what it is, right?
0: Those bikes are like three inches off the ground sometimes. (laughs) That that counts. Yeah. That counts. That's dangerous. Oh my God. I was at the edge of my seat when that happened. (laughs) All, (laughs) all two times Mm -hmm. that happened. Um, Yeah, you're right. Uh, Whatever. Like that, that chase scene does happen. um, And I love how most of these action scenes, they, they ultimately end with like something either really cheesy or really uh, clumsy that happens. It's it's mostly because it, it's just so, like, I'm sure. Like, Mark Sweatland himself, very talented. It seems like he's very talented. You know, it's just, like, the curse is that, you know, the, the production It has to be low budget and, you know, and such. But also, you can tell, no one else in the movie, with the exception of, like, two or three other people, actually know martial arts. <laughs> Right? I would, like I would say
1: everybody I would say most of the on screen fighters look like they've trained. Uh yeah. Kinda. Even even <laughs> even the girls, you can see they probably have like a little bit of martial arts training. Like when the girls fight in the woods, like that's easily the worst fight, but not because yeah. it's a bad fight. It's just like, oh, they're probably the most novice of them all. Yeah. They get attacked and they defend themselves, and you're just like, Oh, okay, that's that's fine. It's not good, but it's
0: right, right. serviceable. Well it's one thing to know, uh, you know, the concepts, but then another to actually apply it, especially with choreography. And Mark Swetland himself seems decent enough. Like, I'm, I'm giving him props because this I'm cutting him slack because this is definitely low budget too. But, you know, he's doing a pretty good job. And some of the other guys too, especially the middle, the, the, the fight in the middle of the movie, like that one's probably the, the best of the movie, even though that's... I believe that, that guy yeah. is
1: actually the assistant choreographer.
0: There you go. That's what it is. Yeah, that that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That,
1: that that is definitely the, the the fight in the middle is definitely the best. It's crazy. That was filmed in 24 hours and mm-hmm. it looks like that was probably added later in production because I remember when you and I were watching it we It's very evident that his hair changes, like his haircut (laughs) changes and they're probably just like, all right, we're going to pause filming for now. We're going to come back to it. He got a haircut or, you know, they need to do reshoots or they added this because they needed a little more action to elevate it. And so apparently they did this in 24 hours and a lot of that's improv and it's just it's crazy because it's. (laughs) You're, you're looking for the Bruce Lee stuff. Once you know he, this is a Bruce lee movie and you, you know he's referencing Bruce Lee, I'm always looking for the Bruce Lee fight choreography that I recognize. Yep. And it's funny because the middle fight is probably way of the dragon, but it's, it's not different. really way of the dragon. Yeah. You don't... Again, He's he's taking moments that you remember, but then he's kind of making its own because there's fucking grappling this crazy grappling yeah. crazy messy 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 messy, messy grappling
0: messy. that happens <laughs> the moments where they're just straight up just tossing on the floor it's like oh eh. uh, well, we're, we're talking too much into the exact specifics of the action um i'd say overall the action is commendable i said that word already but it is commendable um just like the whole movie is commendable and but i would say overall because it doesn't it's not so bad it's good territory so i think in the movie is easy to sit through but it doesn't hold my full attention throughout like I, it's not ultra engaging
1: yeah like, i think that's part of the problem i want it to be so bad it's good uh-huh. yeah uh, when it's not the fights because it's it's a story that's getting us through the motions in order to get yeah, us the exactly. action. It's not dumb. The acting is, you know, it's amateur because it literally is amateur, but it's not bad amateur. Like, this needed bad dubbing. This needed weird edits. This needed reactions to things that weren't there. It needed incompetence, and it's weird because he's not incompetent. He's just a very amateur filmmaker and it shows i would be really really curious to see more films from him so maybe you could see if there's some sort of progression in his filmmaking but unfortunately we just have this and i would say if this is his first and maybe only film like it's pretty good considering that i don't know if he has any
0: sort of x experience with with making movies Oh, well, you're wrong, Zero, because he is also in American Shaolin. And I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's his old catalog. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so I don't think he went too far. Um, yeah, I mean, this would have been... I mean, I guess in the 90s, late 80s, you could totally take something like this and be like, this is just the planting the seeds of a potential growth. But I'm sure the... I mean, this is the like 1990 right so like there's only so many avenues you can go and you really have to you really have to lock out (laughs) in order to like become the next big action star Um, but yeah like with everything we said like he he doesn't have the acting chops and you know uh, I I think his his physicality is the only thing that really kind of sells it uh, sells the movie Uh, and besides it's like amateur like competent enough amateurish filmmaking um ability but uh yeah i don't know i i i so i think the movie overall is just like it's entertaining enough but i really did want it to be stupid like it's so yes. dumb that it was, i was just entertained throughout and it wasn't quite that but uh i do yeah like i said many times already the action is worth is enough to you know merit a whole episode so that's why we're here today and that's why we're going to talk about it in more detail And maybe talk more about spoilers because there's a a lot of dots, connecting dots that culminate into like, oh, that's why that happened. This is still the simplest story in the world. Yeah, there's no spoilers. I don't even
1: think we're going to go into the detailed plot. But if you want to hear us to go deeper into action, because we're going to call out as many of the nods to the Bruce Lee movies as we can or that we can Mm -hmm. remember uh, you should consider subscribing to us on Patreon because there you'll hear the full uncut episode, as well as if you subscribe to higher tiers, you can get bonus episodes like Bloodhounds. We just talked about mm. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. The I, hey,
1: boxing TV show. I got. I
0: have to correct you, Zero, because what? now it is 2024, mm-hmm. and all those bonus episodes you just mentioned—they are now available to any subscribed patron oh i misspoke That's right yeah that's okay but hey i fooled you, you... <laughs> zero this is this, you're you know conning the audience the whole time <laughs> uh no but if you are in the higher tier now you're going to get bonus video content we're going to be releasing a lot of stuff there's gonna be stuff that's going to be released on our youtube so shameless plug to our youtube channel as well we have a lot more content that's coming out um but you're going to see uh the unedited versions of our content also on patreon so if you want to see the action uninterrupted because youtube's algorithm or not algorithm their sensors are just fucking annoying <laughs> you can watch them on patreon support us do all the jazz there's lots of reason to watch us on patreon so go ahead and check us out there but uh with that with all that said let's talk about blood and steel Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. And now on to our final thoughts.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: So bad, good territory. I mentioned that in the general, sec- the early intro already, but it's not so bad, good, but there's commendable stuff in it. So easy watch. It's
1: oh, a yeah. very easy watch. So easy, really just nice to sit through. It's refreshing because I was a little nervous going in because of what I heard people just saying, oh, it's, it's like a Bruce Plotation movie almost. He's just you doing a lot of the Bruce Lee moves. But when you see it for yourself, you're like, "Oh, okay, I see what he's doing. He's he's yep. influenced by Bruce Lee. Yes, he's taking a lot of the direct moves, but he's also making them his own, and he's adding his own flair to it. This is this is what you want. This is an iteration. For- this is the way you iterate, in my opinion, uh, as opposed to just kind of blatantly ripping off. And it's funny because like when you watch some of those Bruce movies, like they can't even rip off Bruce Lee correctly.
0: <laughs> it's like yep. such
1: a poor poor imitation of sure. what the original person is and so this is i feel like this is so flattering and just so surprising that it's done so well
0: yeah uh no that i totally agree i, I i'm surprised by it uh but i will say i've never i am still Saddened that it's not so bad as good, territory. yes, but like not, yes. not I, enough. I wanted this to I, be
1: dumber, yes, exactly. I wanted it to be stupider. I, I wanted more mistakes. I would have happily laughed at boom mics in the shot, or editing <laughs> mistakes, or snafus anything yeah. to make this
0: not competent
1: <laughs> of a film.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there's there, this movie showed promise. It's unfortunate that. Fortunate, or rather, maybe unfortunate, that this thing go too far for Mark. Um, maybe maybe just needs some extra, extra acting classes after this. Uh, otherwise, like yeah, this you know, he could have he could have totally done something with this. But this is the early '90s. Who knows? You know, like the the landscape wasn't really available for a lot of uh, American-born martial artists at the time. Um, unless you I have the I don't chops. know about that. Unless you have the acting chops, and it's, you know, a very... Uh, well, he he just needed to be discovered.
1: I mean, this would have been exactly. a great showreel for him. I'm surprised... Well, I mean, we don't know. We don't know the history. Maybe I he know. put himself out there, maybe he shows people, and people laughed at him, and he just never wanted to be in film again, you know, don't know the story, so yeah. we'll, we'll never know unless he tells us or more of his films resurface and we get more history on it, so...
0: Yeah, entertaining film regardless. Uh, for one reason or another, I'd say watch it. It has some some little things to nitpick on, but overall, like those are just really nitpicks. Uh, the movie really is a really simple watch. So why not just go check it out? So i that, I watched New York Ninja again. I, th- I actually scratch it I Just go, on, go watch New York Ninja again. <laughs> I think I'd rather.
1: I don't know. If I'd rather watch this or New York Ninja, I I think I kind of prefer this better because I like the choreography yeah. here, and I'm, sure. I'm more interested in now trying to spot all the little things he's pulling from Bruce Lee because mm-hmm. I got I got a few of them but not all of them. You, mm-hmm. it's it's funny he tries to do the the multiple hands mm-hmm. like in what is it Fist Fist of Fury when he's waving the arms around and you see the mm-hmm. multiple hands overlapping on each other. He couldn't do that. So he does almost like a kaleidoscope effect. It's it's an actual kaleidoscope. It's an actual kaleidoscope. It's like, oh, I mean, hey, like that's the best he could do. Like I'm so happy he tried something.
0: (laughs) But uh, Uh, an
1: interesting, an interesting tidbit. I don't know if you saw in the end of the credits, is that he says only a few actors really got hit by Mark during the making of this production. At least he's honest. Yeah, he's honest. I mean, listen, we we've seen behind the scenes of mm-hmm. martial arts films, and yeah, you can get clocked, and you can see a couple actors get clocked. Clearly, they're they're getting they're they're eating it. So, um, you know, unfortunately, that's what happens in these things. But mm-hmm. yeah, I re- I recommend this movie. I I enjoyed it. It it takes a little bit to get into. I remember mm-hmm. when we were watching it, I was thinking. Okay, where is this going? It's a it's a slasher. I don't know if I'm digging it. And then you get the, f- the you get the opening fight with a sister, and I thought, oh no, this is this is not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you get the dojo fight. And you're like, okay, this is a taste of things to come. And then the fight with the other assistant fight choreographer is really really good. It's a great right. it, it's a great take on Bruce Lee choreography.
0: So yeah, okay. blood and steel. Blood and Steel. Uh, whatever you decide on whether you watch it or not, just please drink drink some alcohol when you're watching it. Actually, I think that helped. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it definitely helped.